Matthew 18, we're going to start at 1. We're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, yeah. Holy Spirit, have your way. Oh, man, this is such an encouraging word. Father, we thank you for your grace. Oh, Father, we just scream grace, grace. To every mountain. To every hard place in our life. We shout grace. Everything that's in our way that's making it seem like it's in, 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 impossible to reach. Impossible to do. Lord, we scream grace to it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm reminded that Paul said in your word that he who has begun a good work in us shall perform it until the day of coming of Christ. Lord, there's nothing that you start that you don't finish. You are the great successor. You succeed in everything, Father God. You make sure it's done. You make sure it's finished. Oh. So, Father, I pray today that this word that you've given me, that we've been uh, conversing back and forth, Holy Spirit. I pray that it bless your people. I pray that it encourage them. I pray that they see you moving in every situation they're believing you in and trusting you in, knowing that you are for them. And your word says, if God be for you, who can be against you? In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Glory be to God. Man, I don't know if... Maybe it's the singing. Maybe it's the singing. Maybe it's the singing. Maybe it's the singing. I don't know. Maybe we need more of that. Maybe we do. Maybe we... Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what we need more singing. We, I was talking to my wife the other day. I said, you know, I want to do a, a day of just praise and worship. I just think that is so important like the, just the no preaching just singing now I'm not I'm, I'm just saying like one day one day one day in the future yeah. I gotta clear my schedule yeah. <laughs> I like that part. listen we're in Matthew 18 and this is something the disciples man they have this thing to really really um, preach the word they were going out here it is and uh, they were doing great things they done seen Jesus perform all these miracles and <clears throat> you know how it is. We, it's easy to get in competition with people that's not in competition with us, but we think they're in competition with us because we see them. Because you know what I'm saying? The mind playing tricks on me. Ghetto boys, late night. Y'all, okay. Y'all, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the mind plays tricks on you. Y'all don't know about that one? Okay. But he does. Late night, me and the ghetto trick or treat. And boy, I'm telling, robbing little kids for bags. Come on. I'm just saying, I'm saved, though. I'm saved. I'm saved. Listen, the mom played tricks on us. And here it is. These disciples were sitting in front of Jesus, the great intercessor, the great I am, the son of God. And they come with buffoonery. I mean, just, 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 just come. And come to the Lord and says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the child and he put him in the midst of them. And he said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom 
of heaven. He, they asking who's the greatest in the kingdom. He's like, listen, unless you come like a child and 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 and, and humble yourself. You won't even enter the kingdom of heaven. You puffed up for no reason. Why are you coming to me like this? First of all, heaven belongs to Jesus. And here it is. You're going to come and ask me who's the greatest. Like, I'm the one doing the miracles. You know, Am I not the one doing the miracles? Jesus could have looked at him and ran his track record. I'm the one that opened blinded eyes. What are you doing? I'm the one that made the lame walk. And you mean to tell me, you asking me who's the greatest. And he goes on, he says, um, whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And what Jesus was telling them is that who's ever trusting, who's ever humbled, and who's ever believing. And this is the thing, trusting God in, in, in terrible situations. I had a situation this, work, this, this, this time, at, this week at work. <laughs> and um, a <coughs> young man came to work with us. Young man, and uh, he wasn't listening. Didn't listen at all. Didn't pay attention. I showed him how to fill out the paperwork and everything like that. And I'm like, man. Next day he turned it in, and uh, he turned it into the boss, and it was all wrong. So it was a reflection on me because I'm training him. So I'm, I'm now like 57 hot in the office with the boss because I don't never go in the office with the boss, man. I don't never go in the office with him. They, no, no, they don't know Terrell. They don't know me. I'm like, um, Kaza Sosa. I've never been seen. You know, so I, he calls me in the office. Hey, Terrell, and this and that. And what's up with this paperwork? And how come his paperwork is not matching yours? And I told him how to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I showed him everything that you you know you guys taught me, you know what I'm saying? And and, and and it made me furious. And I went back and I started defending myself. And I realized I'm not trusting the Lord in this situation. Here it is, I'm trying to defend myself because I'm thinking I'm something when I'm really nothing. And knowing that it's been the Lord that's been fighting my battles all the time. And all I've been doing is showing up. That's all I've been doing is showing up. I didn't have to fight. I just, I just, I, I'm defending myself. Well, you know, if he would have this and that, and my boss just looking at me like, I can't believe you sitting here defending yourself. You never say nothing to Rob. I usually take it to the Lord. And this is what Jesus was trying to get them to understand. Listen, <clears throat> it's not about you being great. It's not about you being awesome. It's about you humbling yourself and praying and seeking my face and watching me do these things for you. This is the life of a believer. Oh, my Jesus. This is good. This is good. This is good. This is the life of a believer. Like, like a believer, we're, we're called to humble ourselves and pray. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and then they will what? Here from heaven. What we need from heaven is instructions. Heaven, heaven has instructions. And this is what Jesus is trying to get them to understand. Like, look, don't try to don't try to handle this in your own strength. Listen here, this is what you need to be worried about. And watch what he says. He goes on and giving them more instructions. He says, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. Watch this. But whoever causes one of the these little ones who believe in me to sin. It is better for him to have a, a great milestone fastened around his neck and, and, and thrown and drowned in the deep of the sea. And Jesus was saying, listen here, it's all about how you receive one another. 
Because if Peter comes and gives you a word, John, are you going to believe that that word is from me? That's, come on now, teach it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It's how you receive one another. Like when you came up here and sang, if we got to receive you in the name of the Lord, yes. because that's the way Hallelujah. it is. That's the way it is. Because the Lord uses each and every one of us right. to speak a word to one another. Yes. And this is how many, this week I had to call and I was on the phone and yes. crying out. Yes, yes. Because this is what the Lord wants us to do. Yes. He's like, yo, tear down your imagery yes. of being great. Yes. Let me be yes. great. Yes. Hallelujah. Let me. That's, that's real. Yes. That's real talk. Yes. He's like, look, let me be great. And you be the light yeah. of greatness. Watch this here. Because if you let God be great, when the devil come after yeah. you, guess what happened? Yeah. He can't hit you. Yeah. He's got to hit what's around He's you because it's not you. Yeah. It's God. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Floyd, when he boxes, Floyd throws his shoulder. They call it the rolling shoulder. Yeah. That nobody can ever hit him in his face. Yeah. And that's how it is when we hide in Christ. Yeah. It's that when the devil's throwing darts at us, he can't touch us. Holy Spirit, have your way. That's what he said. He said, you got to receive one another. You got to receive one another. We had this is the way God, because listen, I mean, you can have a word that the Lord, hey, Uncle Terry, I feel like the Lord is telling me. Now, if I be a bathroom and be like, man, you ain't know what that, <laughs> you don't know what the Lord talking about. I miss the Lord. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Excuse the spit. But I miss the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I miss what the Lord is trying to do. Because I didn't receive what he had for me. And too many times in church, we miss what the word is saying. Because we look at who's the greatest. Oh, the pastor don't know I know. I'm trusting and believing and praying and fasting and just repenting. Don't forget about repenting. Oh, don't forget about repenting. Put that at the top of the list. Make sure you repent every day. Put that at the top of the list. Repent every day. Huh? Can't become so like because we see God do great things. I'm telling you, we see him and we get caught up in that thing. We'll be like, we'll be like Judas. Judas was was in the number, man. He was in the number. He was he was great. Be a, a disciple and go tell the world about Jesus. But he sold him out for a couple of pennies, for some dineros, whatever they called them. But he sold himself. But watch what Jesus said. He cares about you. He cares about. This is a story of love. Watch how great love is. Because Jesus trying to get them straight, making sure that they don't preach the wrong thing. He's saying, listen here. Don't cause no one to stumble. This is great thing for preachers. He's telling us, listen here, don't preach nothing that's going to cause them not to believe in me. Yeah, don't yeah, make it yeah, harder for them yeah, to believe. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, let them yeah, believe. Let them believe. Don't make it if you do this, then you do that, and this and that, and that'll happen if you yeah, do this. You don't sit them around the corner, and God is like, no, teach them the right thing. Don't put a stumbling block before them. Let them know I'm on their side. Let them know that I'm fighting for them. Let them know that I love them. Come on, Jesus. So he's getting the disciples ready. He's getting them ready. He's like, listen here. Don't add to what I already told you. Don't cause nobody to stumble. That's why in this church we believe that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved. You're filled with the Holy Holy Spirit. 
Is that simple? Once you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you, you believe in your heart that God the Father has raised him from the dead, guess what? You're still with the promise of God. Now, next, let's get baptized. Let's baptize. Water baptism. We ain't going no further than that because he didn't tell me to go further than that. You know what I'm saying? I can't build upon nothing in that. Now, now the other parts is upon you about you spending your time with the Lord and being strengthened in all things. But what he says, he says, woe to the world for temptation to sin. He's saying, listen, you're going to be tempted in the world. So he's telling preachers, listen, don't tempt them to not believe because they're going to be tempted in the world because that wasky wabbit, the devil, come on. Hmm? He's going to cause you not to believe. He's going to try to cause you not to believe. Well, she says, for it's necessary that temptation comes. But woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. He's saying, listen here, you're not to tempt one another not to believe. You, you, this is the relationship. Like, yo, like, listen, <laughs> we all have the same father. <laughs> and our father is telling us, listen, don't cause one another not to believe. Do not cause one to trip up off another. You know what I'm saying? For anything, we should be making more. We should be calling people into the kingdom, not running them away from the kingdom. Come on. He's saying, listen, it's necessary that temptation is going to come. Every man is tempted when he's lured away by his own desires. And desire, when it's fully grown, brings forth sin. But he's saying, listen here, don't you tempt nobody. Come on. You tempt them to sin. You cause them to believe. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Yeah. And then he says, um, in your hand, he says, and if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Now, this is hard because he's telling the disciples, listen, you got to get rid of your right hand, man. <laughs> because if it's causing you not to believe, then why you want to run with somebody that's going to cause you to question your faith? He's saying, he's saying, if somebody's causing you to question your faith, why are you running with them? That, you got to cut that off. You got to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing, and that's sometimes hard. This is what Jesus told the disciples. Like, listen, he comes out of nowhere. He comes, bing, they start following him. Now he's telling them, listen here, you got to get rid of your right hand. You got you to gotta cut your foot off. You got to cut your hand off. If you was running with them before, you can't run with them no more. If you was talking, to, if you was dealing with them and they was causing you not to believe in me, now you got to cut them off and you got to make this way path. You got to make this straight. That's what he says. This is sometimes hard because we love people. Come on. We love people. And God's like, it, it is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eyes causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Come on. Oh, this was for me. What? That's why I had to get off of Facebook and Instagram. Listen, if your eyes causes you to sin, you better get it out your eyes. Huh? Not only that my friends are on vacation this time of the year, but this also time where they wear bathing suits and everything's out. Everything out. Come on. Teeth out. You know you ain't looking at their smile. But I'm just saying, everything out. Everything out. You got to pluck it out. Huh? I'm not looking at the color of toenails. Oh, those are some pretty colors. No. <laughs> Can I be real? You're lo- enlarging the picture. Is that a tattoo? What is that? Is that an elephant? Is that an elephant? <laughs> now the picture getting bigger. What is 
hear nothing about that tattoo. Come on, can I be real? I'm talking about me. Talking about Terrell. I had to get it off it. It was in my eye. I'm like, man, where you at in the bathroom? What you doing out there? <laughs> well, why are you in the bathroom so long? Where your phone at? <laughs> I'm saying. That's just me. That's me. It started with me. Come on now. Shame on me. It says it is better for you to enter into life with one eye than two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. Jesus like, listen here. I need you to believe because the more you're, you got to remember this right here. This is, this is the greatest example. This is a seed. Everything we see is seed. Like it's a seed that's going into the spirit man and it's feeding your spirit man. So just think about it. We're sowing seed in our life. Every time we read in the word of God, you're sowing seed. You're watering or you're sowing. One or the other. You're sowing or you're watering. So when you're looking at things in the world, you're either watering or you're sowing what's already there. You're, you're watering or you're sowing. So, so what you're doing is feeding that thing that you want to die. This is what you. I'm just saying, me, Terrell, Terrell. You're feeding what what needs to die. Get off of Facebook and get off of Instagram because you don't know how to post and just get off. You wanna, you're a flicker. That's what you are. I'm just saying for me because I know I want my soul to be with Jesus. And yeah. Jesus is like telling them, listen here, don't worry about who's being great. Yeah. Worry about if you're going to heaven. Yeah. Come on. This should be your focus. Am I on, on my way to heaven or hell? Yeah. Am I on my way to heaven or hell? This should be my focus. Am I going to heaven or am I going to hell? Because, Lord, I want to walk so close with you yeah. that I know I'm walking in heaven. That I know that you're on my side. This is this is the thing. He says, he says, uh, watch what he says. This is how much he loves us. This is how much he loves us. This is a story of love. This is love. Because love sometimes is correction. Love sometimes hurts. It, it, not to hurt you, but to bring you to a place of maturity. To bring you to a place of saying, okay, I understand what you're saying, Father. You are for me. You are for me. You know, like your mother say, I beat you because I love you. That's so. Well, why you? If you love me, why you beat me? I tell happy that all the time. I spank you because I love you. Now when I stop spanking you, then you know I don't love you no more. You want you? Which one you want? You want me to spank you? So it's just that. It's that simple, man. It's just that simple. Yeah, that's that's love. Watch what he says. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. Look, don't despise each other. Like when we gotta love one another, we gotta we gotta really care for one another that we don't despise or hate one another. He's like, listen here, I put y'all together for a reason. Amen. You're together for a reason. Listen, the greatest example is that you're born with people you may not like, but you didn't get to choose them. Come on. Same example. You're called to a church where you may not like the people, but you don't get to choose. And that's the way life is. We can't choose who is mommy and daddy. If I could have, I would have been like, yo, I want Barack to be my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in a White House. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But you never get to choose your parents yeah. or who you're born to. Yeah. And that's the same thing with God. Yeah. But as we get to see the glory of God, it's when we humble ourselves yeah. and be submitted to God's will. Yeah. We get to see God's glory when we, when we, when we trust him yeah. in every situation. Yeah. When they may not, you know what I'm saying? Like in our families and everything and, and vocations. And it's just that we, we, this is how we get to see his glory. 
So he said, do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, there are angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountain top on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And, and if he finds it truly, I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it says, so it is not uh, the will of my father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. And he's like, Jesus, like, look, look, it's not that nobody should be lost. If you, if you started with them, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? It's not that none of that's, that's just the thing about the body of Christ is that as soon as somebody, we would do something, we want to call them cursed. We want to say this about them. We want to say that about them. But God never took his hand off them. He's still going after them. Because he said that nobody should perish. He said it. He said it. Why would you despise a little one? Oh, they don't know the Listen. It's for you to teach them. Love them past where you see them. You know what I'm saying? It's not for you to pick out every fault and say this and say that. Listen, listen, come on, man. Keep your mouth off him. He told Abraham, he said, I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse those. He never said for you to do it. He said, I will. will. Jesus. Come on, come on. Let's go to my first point. We're going to go to the first point, first point, because we're going to finish this. My Jesus. Right here. This is something the Lord told me to tell you guys. This is something that he told me to tell you guys right here. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, you are already filled with the Holy Spirit of God. How you think you're going to do it? Listen, you're in a fixed fight. You ever been in a fixed fight? You're like, yo, I want you to hit him. As soon as he hit him, we're going to gang him. You know what I mean? Y'all used to gang people back in the day. As soon as he touches you, as soon as he turns back around and swing, we're going to jump in and gang him. You're already filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, this is what you need. Like, listen, you're going to understand in a minute. You're already filled with the Holy Spirit. You already have Christ in you. You have every ability in you to do everything that God is purposing you to do. It's already in you. You have everything. You ain't missing a beat. You don't need an apostle to come lay hands on you. You don't need none of that. It's already there when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's already in you. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God already made sure to fight. He already said, look, it's finished. It's finished. Well, come on, let's go to um, let's go to um John 3. John 3. You are filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. It's already there. That's what Jesus says. He's let's go to John 3. John 3 1. Look, he's he's defending the gospel. He's telling them, listen here. That was his born of the flesh, his flesh. He's saying, listen, that was his born of the flesh. Like, I'm not trying to get you don't have to put stumbling blocks in front of people to get it. Yeah. Preach Jesus and let them believe. Yeah. Watch yes, them believe. Yes. Dr. Let God do the work. Yes. Come on, we always say let God do the work. Let God do the work. You know what I'm saying? We're going to let God do the work. No, you're lying. You're trying to manipulate and underhand it. No. You're going to let God do the work. 
Come on, he says, he says, now, watch John, John 3, 1, he says, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can does the work, do the signs that you do unless God is with them. He says, Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He said, listen, unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom. Listen, watch what he says. Nicodemus said to him, he says, how can a man be born when he is old? Now, listen to this. This is a teacher of the Jews talking to Jesus. And Jesus is like, oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me you've been teaching people? <laughs> like, just imagine, Jesus. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me you don't over here teach a class and you don't even know what this is? How can a man be born when he is old? Uh, can, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus probably looked at him like this. You perfect. Listen. Listen. Yeah, exactly. He said, can, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, ask him, truly, truly, I say unto you, Unless one is born of water. Come on. That's why baptism is so awesome. Because baptism is the sign that you belong to Christ. Baptism is a sign that you are filled with the spirit. Come on. Come on. Because you made a conscious decision that says, I'm going to be baptized. Guess what? Jesus says, listen here. This is what confirms that you're filled with my spirit. Watch what he says. Let's, 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 let's throw down the hurdles. But I want a flat foot race. I ain't jumping no hurdles. Come on, he says right here. Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So what do you mean? Baptism and being filled with the Spirit of God. He says he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's why baptism is so important. It's, it, it's, just, it's a sign of, of my belief. It shows that I truly believe that I, Jesus died for my sins. It's, it's the same uh, replicas as circumcision was back in the day. It was a sign of what, what it is. You think I'm going to tell a grown man, well, you can't join the church unless I cut around the foreskin of you. <laughs> <laughs> God like they ain't gonna do that in those days. God like let me call them and set you straight. Cause ain't nobody gonna let nobody go. If they ain't circumcised, you ain't about to let nobody circumcise you right about that. So he says, let me, give him a, let me give him another sign to show that you're in an eternal covenant. You're in a covenant with me. Now that the spirit of God upon your confession of believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God and, and that God the father has raised him from the dead. Now you're filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. He says right here, he says, uh, 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 he says that which is born of the flesh. He's talking about the foreskin of the flesh, the, the, the law. He's saying that which is born of the flesh and that which he says um, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. He said, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He was saying, listen here, they're born of the spirit. That's why we're, we're in a fixed fight. Because now you have the spirit of God within you that you can face tomorrow. You can, you can do what you got to do. He says, uh, do not marvel that I said it to you. You must be born again. Watch. Well, how do you know that I'm born again? Who, who filled me with the Holy Spirit? He says, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound. But you don't know where it comes from. Or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. And this is so true. That, that God begins to blow his breath inside of us. It's, 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 it's that you believing in Jesus. And God, you, I don't know if you ever felt it. But God begins to blow his breath. Yes. Yes. 
Right. You get real deep with some theologians, they say, the Ruha. They go into the deep words and they go, they start talking about the breath of God. But this is what happens. This is how you become filled with the Holy Spirit, being baptized. You're sealed. Your heart is sealed. You may not know it. And he's working out your salvation. Of course, I still do what I used to do. But but don't worry. God is doing something oh, yes, new on the yes, inside yes, of you. God, we you're in God's speed, not our speed. You, you're moving at the speed of God, not the speed of man. God knows when you're going to arrive to who you really supposed to be. And he knows what time, what hour, what month. What year? And that's the great thing about God. You know what I'm saying? He like, I know when you're ready. I ain't like, don't don't you rush him? Don't push him. Let me deal with you know what I'm saying? They'll get there to teeter title, but let him get there. He said, Niggas even said to him, he said, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things. He says, Truly, truly I say unto you, we speak of what we know and we bear witness to what we have seen but you do not receive our testimony ain't that something it's like we've seen God do some amazing things this is what makes our testimony about who he is so great because we have witnessed and seen God do some things that only God can do well, only God have done that. <laughs> you try to put a face with it like, well, I remember when it was, um, but God's like, no, only I could have done that for you, baby. Only I could have done that. He says, this is, this is the testimony because we believe in Jesus. We believe in God that he shows himself to us. He says, if I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? I'm speaking earthly things and you have no understanding of the things of, 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 of the earth. He's saying, listen, I told you that unless a man is born again and, and you ask if we mean go back up in his mother. Now you, you try to come on. Listen, I'm trying to tell you how to do this. He's saying, listen, he goes on and starts telling him, no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the son of man. And watch what he says. He says, as Moses lifted up the serpent. In the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And the thing about Moses was this right here, is that Moses, um, the people of old, they were talking about Moses, and, and they were murmuring and, and, and complaining that God was using Moses. And, 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 and God said this, uh, he sent fiery serpents to bite them, that when the serpents bit them, that they would die. And, and, and God said, he told Moses to put a serpent upon a stick, which we see now on the back of uh, medical buildings and all that type of stuff, is that when you hold the serpent up, up, that healing will come to the people and Jesus was telling them listen here that unless I'm lifted up upon the cross and man look at me he won't be healed and that's what Jesus was saying he's like this is a healing that when you look at Christ upon the cross and what he did you'll be healed he said if I be lifted up he said watch this he said, he said, he said, he said this Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life Believe in what he did on the cross. And when we look at Christ, what he did on the cross, guess what happens? Healing starts to happen. Listen, what we didn't know, we learned to know. Because the Holy Spirit starts to rejuvenate our minds. You think I knew how to be a pastor? <laughs> I'm from Jersey City. Come on, listen, listen. Let's go to point two. Point two. Come on, Maddie. You part of the shouting team. He says, he says this right here. He says, um. 
You are ears of the righteousness of God. Your, your ears, we, we, we are ears like we, this inheritance, we have this inheritance of the promise of God. The promise, the Holy Spirit, it's within us. We, the righteousness of God, what God has promised from the beginning is in us. The promise he made with Abraham, we are now ears of it. We can pull upon that promise. Now, when the devil tells us we don't deserve it, God is saying, you do deserve what I'm about to give to you. Because you're the righteousness of me. That's why we can walk with our head up and receive everything that God has for us. Because now we have been declared the righteousness of God. Now we can walk with our heads up and our chest out like this right here into a room for the billionaires and feel good about ourselves because we're the righteousness of God. It's not based upon your possessions. It's based upon who you possess inside of you. It's it's greater as he that's in me than he that's in this world. I don't have to look down when you talk to me. I can look through your eyes because I'm the righteousness of God. Because of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Now I can look at you the way I'm supposed to look at you. Because I'm, I am the righteousness yeah. of God. I'm an ear of the righteousness of God. Come on, let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8, 12. You better preach. Come on. Romans 8, 12. Come on, come on, come on. Romans 8, 12. Romans 8. Romans 8, 12. Romans 8, 12. Well, you, you seem arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm confident of this one thing. Hey, I ain't arrogant. No, you arrogant. No, I ain't arrogant. It ain't me, man. I'm nothing, man. It's just the righteousness of God within me. He declared me to be righteous. So I, I, I deserve everything I did. I deserve everything I earned. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm declared righteous. I deserve everything that's coming to me. Amen. Amen. Because I, I don't have to. I don't have to figure it out. It's already been figured out. Yes. He's already declared me righteous. Yes. He already declared us to be mine. Yes. I just gotta keep going forward and get it. Amen. This is it. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, this one. Now, no, no. It's because of God's yes. favor in my life. Yes. 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 That's all it is in a nutshell. It's God's favor upon my life. Because of his son. Watch what he says in Romans 12. Romans 8, 12. He says, so then, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. He said, listen, you're you're not in debt to your flesh. You're not in debt to those things. You don't owe them nothing. You don't owe the Lord nothing. You don't owe your flesh nothing. You don't have to listen to that. He says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But by the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. You will live. What would he say by the spirit? Whenever you see the word spirit, he's talking about the word of God. He's saying by the spirit of God, you got to put to death the deeds of the body. You will live. For, for all who are led by the spirit of God are the what? Sons of God. He's saying, listen here. If you're led by God's word, if God has put it. Listen here. You have a, the other day it happened to me. I was saying something. The word of God came to me and I said, okay, I'm going to obey your word, God. Yeah. Whenever you hear God's word spoken over you or you hear the Holy Spirit bringing something back to your remembrance, yeah. guess what it is? It's the word of God coming back yeah. to your remembrance. Yes, yes, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. How are you a son? Because I let God's word lead. 
How, how are you a son? Because I pray and I asked God for a word and he gave me his word. And now I, I move upon his word. And that's what happens. Amen. So I'm declared, I'm declared a son because I, God's word is, 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 is leading me. Mm. He says, he says, uh, for you to not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. What you got to be afraid of? That's right. Your son. Ooh. Everything that that, 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 that that God wants you to have, you're going to have. You're, 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 you're rightfully, you, it's rightfully yours. You're a son. Yeah. When, God, when God said, let the trees grow, he was making them for you. Yes. Come on, Jesus. That's what he does for sons. He was doing it. He was making it for his sons. He says, he says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption as sons. By whom we cry, Abba, Father. He says, he says, he says, the Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and have children with ears, ears of God and fellow ears with Christ. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. He says, listen here, you, the Spirit, how are you to know who you are? The word of God is to tell you who you are. Yes. You can't allow people to tell you who you are, to yes. dictate who you that's are. Right. You can't allow that's people right. to do that. Yes. You got to get with God in his yes. word and get yes. closer and say, this is who I am. Yes. I am who I am. Yes. Come on, let's get to our last one. Let's get to our last one. Let's get to our last one. Yes. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Ooh. You will finish Ooh. everything Thank you Jesus. start. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're gonna finish everything you started. You will finish everything you started. Why? Because it's a fixed fight. You 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 already filled with the spirit of God. You're gonna finish everything you started. Come on, let's go to uh Zechariah 4. Zechariah 4. Oh, that boy going in. Old Testament. Yes, I is. Come on. Let's go to Zechariah 4. Come on. Come on. Zechariah 4. Me, you just started something. No, you got the spirit of a finisher in you. Come on. You ain't just start something. God don't just start things without finishing them. The earth is, 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 when he saw everything that he created, he rests on the seventh day. And that's the day that we're going to enter into. So everything you start, you're going to finish it. To start something, you got the spirit of a finisher. God won't let you rest until you finish what you started. You think God just say, I'm gonna give you my spirit and you just gonna lay upon what I got for you to do? That ain't God. God don't do it like the old church. He said, That ain't God. That's what my old pastor said, That's not God. I said, No. You started it, you're going to finish it. Yes. Don't start no mess from finish. Come on. Huh? You mean to tell me you start, son, and you don't think God going to see you through? Grab a hold of your faith. He said you're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. I don't just start stuff. I'm going to finish it. God don't just start nothing. He don't just start it. He's like, look here, you're going to finish it. We started this fight. We're going to finish it. We started it, but I'm going to finish it. That's why Jesus on the cross, when he hung his head, he said, it is finished. Because <laughs> he accomplished the work that he can't set out to do. That's liberating us. Come on. Woo. Don't start no mess. Won't be no mess. 
That's why I be walking the word, right? Don't start no man. Don't be no man. What's wrong with that boy? That boy got the spirit of God in him. Don't start no man. Don't be no man. Come on now. God gonna finish this thing. If he started, he gonna finish it. He ain't come to leave me in the middle of it. In the middle of it, I gotta praise him. That's what I gotta do to get the worship of Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for bringing me through. I know you gonna see me through this. Come on. Come on. You're gonna see me through this. You see, you're gonna see me through this. Zechariah 4. You're gonna see me through this. You got to start saying this, saying that, because that's that's humility. A simple prayer like that, that's showing that you're humble. Lord, I know you're going to see me through this. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I know you're going to see me through this. I don't know how it's going to turn. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you in the middle of this, even with chaos going on and all this. Father, I trust you. Oh, Father, I'm going to just trust you. I, I, I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't rely on myself. I don't, I don't rely on myself. But I know if you called me to do a thing, if you started a thing, your word says that you finished it. And I'm going to believe you at your word because you said you're going to finish it. i got to keep going forward. I trust you, Father. Oh, my God. Trust you, Lord Jesus Christ. But finish it. Yes, yes. You started. It don't look like it's, oh. it's happening, Lord. It doesn't look like it's coming, but I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. Because I walk by faith and not by sight. That's why you got to get it out your vision. You got to get it. You got to just turn it around. I'm walking by faith. I believe what you said. It ain't how I feel, but it's what you said. The word was formed by what you said. It's not how I feel. It's what you said. It's not how I feel. It's what you said. Let me get out of my emotions. It's not how I feel. It's what you said. Let me get out of my feelings. It's not how I feel. It's what you said. It's not how I feel, but what you said. You said that your spirit in me. You said you're going to bring me through this. You said if I'm trusting, you said if I turn and become like a child to you, then you're going to do this. So I'm turning and I'm coming like a child to you. Show me how to do it. Teach me. I don't rely on my own strength. I only trust in you. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's go to Zechariah. Zechariah. Look at what the prophet says. Listen to what the prophet says. This is what he says. He says, an angel who talked with me came again and woke me like a man who is awakened out of his sleep. I've been, I've been meditating this for a couple of weeks. And I've just been eating this word right here for a couple of weeks. And it's just been making me get up and be like, you know what? It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I just, I just was laying in my bed, laying on my side, just reading the word, flicking through this, this Zachariah for just looking at it. Like, okay, Lord, this is what you're saying. And then I sat up on the side of the bed because I started to believe it more. Once I read it a little more, I said, okay, I can sit up now. <sighs> Breathe. And he said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see. I see and behold a lampstand. All of gold with, with with the bowl on the top of it and seven lamps on it. And with the seven um, lips on each of the lamps that are on the top of it. And there are two olive trees by it. Olive represents the oil 
the flowing of the oil, it olives the oil. That's why we anoint ourselves. Come on. That's why we put the oil on ourselves. Every day we, we anoint ourselves. Come on. I put it on my mind. Put it on my head. Come on. Wow. Put some oil on me because I'm going to keep walking. And this brings me to a, a place of joy and a place of peace upon my mind. He says, right? He says, says um, one on the right of the bow and the other on the left. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are, what are these, my Lord? And that's something, right? It's like when we don't understand, we be reading the word of God and we, we don't understand something. Like we can ask God, what does that mean, Lord? What are you saying? There's no such thing as a dumb question. The only dumb question is the one not asked. He says, he says, an angel, an angel who talked with, with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? Look, the angel said, you don't know what these are? No, that's why I asked you. What do you think? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, I don't know. He said, no, my Lord. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord, the Zerubbabel. He says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That right there should make you run. Because it's a fixed fight. If you look at it like this, he says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. He says, not by old. Now, if I'm not, this is not an old way of doing things. Get rid of the old way of doing it and stop relying on your capability. That's what the word power means. The word might means not, not the old way of doing it. The word power means that not by your capability, not by your own strength. That you're going to do this. Not by the way you used to do it. Not by your own power. But he says, by my spirit, says the Lord. God is so good because he's already given us his spirit. Do y'all see that? It's a fixed fight. Listen. He said, how you going to do it? He said, not by might. Nor by power. But by my spirit, you already have the spirit. You're one up on the devil, Jesus. You're already one up on the enemy because he's given us his spirit. I'm one up on him already. I'm, all, I'm already up. When I got out of bed, guess what? He got scared. He's scared. Why do you think he's using fear? He's using fear because he's afraid of you. Of what you, if you really get a hold of who you really are, he's afraid of you becoming who you really supposed to be. If you ever realize who you really are, that devil, like, I got to keep him confused. I got to keep him unfocused. I got to keep him going this and thinking his dad, thinking his dad, thinking his dad, thinking his dad. Because if he realized he already won the battle. And he realized the battle is already won. <laughs> if you realize that it's already yours. You'll be a bad mamma jamma. Come on, watch what he said. He said, by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you? Oh, great mountain. Watch, 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 watch. He starts speaking. Who are you, mountain? You got to start speaking. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that stands before? Don't you know you're in a covenant with God? Yes, yes, Lord. Who is this uncircumcised? Listen, my heart is yours, Lord. You got to start speaking to mountains and telling the mountains, look, who are 
are you that stands in my way? If God be for me. <laughs> Come on. Before, before Jerubbaboo. He says, listen, mountain, watch this. You should become a plain. When it's been so hard, it's going to be coming flat. He says, look, mountain, you should become a plain. Oh, God, about to make it easy. Come on. Come on. He says, he says, and he shall bring forth the top stone amid and shouts of grace. Grace. That's why you can't rely on your capability of doing it. Because you're only doing it by grace. Yes, Lord. You can't can't rely on your script and your know-how. You can't rely on on you performing it. You got to be like, grace, grace. You got to look at situations and be like, grace, grace. How you going to do it? Grace. How is this going to get done? Grace. What's going to happen? Grace. Grace, God's grace, God's grace. It's no longer about me performing and doing anything else and being great. It's only about God's grace. It's only, it's only God's grace. I can't rely. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. God told Moses, listen. Moses said, I'm not an eloquent speaker. God said, am I not the one who made the mouth? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he, said, he came to God with a problem of a birth defect. And God's like, I made you like that, duh. I'm not the great person that I thought I was. I'm only great because of you. See, it's not dummying you down. It's it's really, really, really putting God before you. It's called the place of humility. So it's like I put God before me. God, you can't sing, Toya, but 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 God's voice makes you sound good. His grace makes you sound good. Oh, I can't say that. Listen, God's grace. Amen. You can't preach, but God's grace is good. Grace, grace. He said, listen, what's this mountain before? Is that rubble? He said, it should become a plain. Listen, mountains are big. Plains are flat. He said, listen, you want to see something go flat? Start screaming grace, grace. It's only by your grace, Lord. It's only by your grace. It's not my ability. Because we be wanting to perform. We be wanting to pop lock and pass it. Listen. And God's like, no, I don't need you to pop lock. You was the pop locking champion in second grade. Now you ain't got to pop lock no more. Now you got to live by my grace. You don't have to perform. Jesus. Grace takes us out of performance and puts us into place where God is doing it. Grace. Grace. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hand of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of the house and his hand shall also complete it. You know what this dude was going through? They start building a temple. Then they come attack and knock it down. 
He just came out of he just came out of bondage of, of Nebuchadnezzar and everything else. And here it is. They're building a temple of God again. And he's saying, Let's hear it, not by not by might. You ain't gotta do it up the old way. And you ain't gotta worry about your 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 ability to do it. It's gonna be done by grace. He said, You laid the foundation and you're gonna complete it. And then, and then you will know. Watch, watch. That's why God said He's gonna complete it because He loves to reveal Himself yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He loves to show you that He's God is a show off. Yes, yeah. God is a show off. Yeah. Have you ever saw somebody that you know is a show off? God show off more than them. God show off now. I'm telling you, because He want to show that He's God. I remember when we got pregnant the second time, them doctors was baffled. Like, how did this happen? You see, this? they was all up in... What happened was, like, my wife had these fibroids, and they was there, and then they was looking, and they was like, how did that happen? There's no way. God had them baffled to believe. Only he can do it. Grace. Grace. Cause I I, mm, mm, mm. I couldn't mm. <laughs> a second time, not the first, not the first, but the second time. You want to show off? You want to show off and show out, God? You want them? To, you want scientists to look at themselves like, oh my God, this must be he is real. <laughs> my God, there is a God, <laughs> and his name is Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God loves to make people be like, you are. Those 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 awe moments that make you just break out and and, and, and and praise and worship and just make you be like, wow, amazing, wow, ah, oh. we're gonna stop there, but that's what God does. He loves to show out to keep you on. Listen. We had a miscarriage, and, and you know we went through our, our little misspelling and all that. That's that's that's, that's, that's cool, Praise but that he all does. Mm, mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. You mean again? Mm. <laughs> when they said not once, mm. God said I'll do it twice. Amen. <laughs> I won't do it just one time for you. I'll do it two times for you to make them be like, wow. Mm. God is real. You can't stand up against what's trying to defeat you. Because you can't see it. You can't see it. But there's a God that sees all and knows all. And you go down later in this this thing. Watch this here. Later in this verse, watch what he says. I got to get this to you. I got to get this to you. I got to give it. I got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. Lord, I was going to stop, but I can't. I thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, he says, he says, watch this. He says, for, uh, that's what he says. He says right here in 10, he says, for whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and see a plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. He says, these seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range through the whole earth. You think God don't see your situation? Seven means complete, right? So God sees everything that's going on. 
You ever have a moment when you be like, this is deja vu? No, that's that's just God saying, I saw it. I said, no deja vu. It's, I seen it. It happened already. I got it. When they treated you wrong, God saw that. Let them be your revenger. Let them revenge you. Don't take it in your own hand. <laughs> I had to confess that this week. Because he sees all. Remember, there's seven eyes. God sees all. You think he don't see the way they treat you? The way they try to stop and block you? You think, they don't, you, you, you think God don't see that? <laughs> God said, I got something greater for them. Grace. <laughs> Grace. We're going to pray. We're going to go home. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. <laughs> oh, Lord, I just bless you for your word. I'm just so thankful that your spirit is in us and that we are in a fixed fight. All we have to keep doing is keep going. Keep going forward. Everything you have before us is before us. We can trust you to bring it to pass. We can trust you in believing you that these things will happen for our lives. Remind us of what you said. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to remind us of every word. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen, 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 amen. amen. Hallelujah.